Welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing people out there who definitely carve your own path. Entrepreneurs, creators, artists, innovators, CEOs, people I just say out of the box thinkers. Listen, uh, you've come to the right place. Probably maybe misunderstood. Probably maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Probably misunderstood at some point. You just do things unconventionally and there's nothing wrong with that. I believe in unconventional and I believe in figuring out what works for you best. And that's what the whole podcast mission is dedicated to, as well as bringing you people who also would understand you. So if the rest of the world is looking at your decisions and not understanding why you move differently, you are definitely welcomed here. You are definitely understood here. My guests understand you and welcome to the conversation. Uh, I'm Matt Gosman for any of the newer listeners. Uh, I'm finding that there's a lot of new listeners. There's a lot of my day one listeners. So each week you guys are hearing me talk about that uh, and addressing you both because I'm just truly grateful. And uh, to my new listeners, please feel free to reach out. Please feel free to let me know on some topics you want to talk about or if there's some people you want to have me talk to. And please, please leave a rating and review. Uh, It definitely helps with the show's expansion, uh, especially in the beautiful algorithmic world we live in. But only leave it if you truly, truly believe in it. Okay. Um, And I just truly grateful uh, each week. You know, as you guys know, we, we talk about things outside of the glamorization glorification of what media kind of shows you with like hey so and so sold this company and hey so and so is doing this successful success is a very arbitrary concept because it is different to every single human being meaning whatever is success to you is success to you i don't think it should be dictated by society and i don't believe that it has to have any kind of uh, metric. I think it should be very qualitative. Now, if you want it to be metric driven for something in specific, great, but that's your choice, not society's choice for you to validate, right? So I'm going in pretty hard today. I really, really appreciate each and every one of you guys. For those of you that are new and want to jump in the conversation, at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, at HDF Magazine on Instagram, if you're uh, interested in jumping in the conversation at the intersection of creativity and culture and entrepreneurship at hustle sold separately and of course you guys can always reach out to me uh through the matt goddessman you guys know i answer each and every single dm and text for like the last seven years so we've got another amazing episode um to somebody who i've i've gotten a chance to get to know uh throughout this last year who is an incredible human being uh she is an incredible athlete a trainer a coach a mentor an entrepreneur she's all these amazing things um, and I've gotten to know her brand and I've gotten to be a part of her brand. And she's trusting me with her as well in all that she's building. And um, it's it, it's interesting, you know, when you do these things, you get to really learn someone's story and their background. And um, so you learn a lot more, you know, about them as a brand, not just their company, but why they're doing the things that they're doing. And so, you know, when I approached her about being on the podcast and we started talking about, well, what, you know, what kind of themes should we be looking at? She brought up a very interesting topic, and that's about moving out of a reactive state, um, you know, not having to be that person who consistently puts out fires for other people, um, but instead channeling that energy more into, you know, ourselves. And what do, what, do I, we, what do we mean by moving out of a reactive state? Sometimes we get into patterns and loops of doing things from a place that something triggered us up at some point, and that's how we're operating. No, I'm just doing for other people only. I'm putting out everybody else's fires. I'm taking care of everybody else. I'm doing these things. And we run around in circles and circles and circles and circles that we don't even realize that we're not, it's almost like we're not creating a blueprint for our life. We're just kind of creating this whirlwind way of moving about the cabin without really, you know, clarity or um, direction or intention or systematic approach to building our best self so that we can pour out from our cup to the rest of the world. Like these are really important things because otherwise operating from a reactive state, we're not necessarily contributing the way we hope to impact. So 
her and I started going on a little bit of a tear and I said, perfect. That's what's going to be on the podcast. And uh, just really quick on a background of her lifelong athlete with a passion for health and fitness. She launched her business after being diagnosed uh, with hyperthyroidism uh, following the birth of her daughter and suffering a severe case of burnout. She was in a career that made her miserable. How many times have we had people on this podcast that have <laughs> noted that and uh, knew she was meant for more? Uh, right. That's a soul thing going on there and unwilling to accept low energy and weight gain as an inevitable part of her life. She researched and educated herself on methods, techniques and remedies for healing and physical vibrancy. And over the last 10 years has uh, have been a crash course in self-love, single motherhood, business community, empowerment, cleansing your environment, relationships, protecting your energy, becoming resourceful despite your lack of resources and doing what it takes to basically just freaking go for it. I have to I have to assert this. This is not easy. <laughs> so when people hear this, you know, in 10 years, and I'm sure Corey will attest to this, same for me. I feel like sometimes I'm still a baby in the game because when you're really on this radical honesty, radical accountability, you're still removing layers at the same time that you're building new ones. So, you know, her mission is to help others discover their inner power, create abundance, freedom, and happiness to life and in business. She's doing it through her brands within the, within the health and wellness field. And she's helping quite a few people in the health and wellness that are now learning like, hey, now that I'm, I, I want to do more as well too. And, you know, I'm, I'm also now running like a business. Corey, how are you building it as the business? And she's boldly saying like, hey, I'll, I'll show you I'm still building it, but let me show you exactly how I'm building as a business um, because it's, you know, it's starting to really thrive. Um, so, Corey, I hope that intro did you justice. Oh my goodness. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the show. It's funny because I feel like, you know, we talk all the time anyways, but it's great to have you on for the rest of the world to hear you. <laughs> so, you know, um, but I always, you know, like I told you before the show, I always tell everybody the first question is the same. You know, you got this amazing background. You started doing all this work and, um, you know, you single mother, entrepreneur, health and wellness, quitting the job saying like, I'm still working on all this stuff. And I think it's very relatable, but I would love for the audience to hear a little bit about, you know, some of these things that kind of sparked it along the way. And you can start whether it's in college or before, but you can go as far back as you want, but help like, how do we get to here? Wow. Jeez. Right. Pull up a chair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how much time do you have? You as know, much as we I, want. <laughs> I mean, I think I, it's funny. I was actually just unpacking my whole story with someone just recently. And I feel that my, like my real journey started with, with my daughter when I had her in college, everything changed. So everything I did from that point forward was with her in mind. So in all of that, I believe that she both saved my life. Um, she's helped define, create, and guide my life in all of the ways. Not that she specifically defines me, but mm. having a, a North Star is super important. So I feel like I attribute all of that to to her and the gift of her arriving at my life at a most unexpected, uh, not the most opportune time. And so that's where the real journey, I think, began. And to like fast forward through all of the the stuff um really like how we're arriving at our, our even our like our theme today was i basically ended up living in a life of of being reactive i was somewhat unaware of it thinking that and i hid behind it using it as a, an excuse because from the outside it might look noble it might look like i'm resilient and, and gritty but i was really kind of hiding behind these things and not stepping into my absolute bullish potential. And I think a lot of people out there are doing that. And I think just recently has been a real awareness coming around all of that. Mm. Mm. Keep, I mean, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Oh. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, in, in, in all of that, just like figuring that out, like understanding that that reactive place is it, it can be an addiction, right? Yeah, it can there be you addictions go. Mm -hmm. that we get kind of hung up on. And I, the, I guess my unawareness was for me, it was an addiction that I was getting validation from stepping in and showing up and like being the person that saved the day that was looked at as being so tough and so resilient and so gritty. And yeah, I'm, I am all of those things, but I'm like super sensitive underneath all of that. And I was really hiding behind those things from like, you know, thinking like, oh, I'll, I'll make my business successful once all of those things are, are done, mm. which they can live 
in the same the same place. Um, yeah, they, they can. And I think that once you start to remove that addiction of living in that reactive state, there's so much freedom and the pressure and the energy that you start to just invite into your life is absolutely transformational. I feel like I've changed as a person and in recognizing that both from literally outward energy, but also the self love that I have for myself, the patience and presence I have when I'm with other people, where before I think I was always kind of looking down the road as to like, what was next? What fire was I going to put out next? Mm. Cause you know, there was another shoe definitely going to drop, but I think I was inviting it into my life, honestly, because when you're addicted to those things, you look, you seek out those situations, right? It's so well put because, and, and addicted is an interesting word because often at times we don't even realize that we might be addicted to it because like, Oh, I'm not, how, how dare you? I'm not addicted to that. I'm like, but are you? Cause like if there, if the patterns stay the same and, and we have that ability to change the pattern at any given moment. And it was interesting when you brought up about like, cause I'm constantly like looking down the road and like when I'm this and when I'm that, but it's sort of like, oh, wait a minute. It actually makes more sense about the decisions I'm making now and how are they aligning with, well, when I make it, well, I'm making it now if I'm not being as reactive and I'm just making better choices, right? Absolutely. You know, so when um, you quit your corporate job and that, I would love for you to talk a bit more about that because I, first of all, everybody listening, I have no problem with corporate jobs. I actually think they're needed because like, as we have businesses, I have people that work for me, <laughs> you know, but I also take very good care of them and I lead it very differently than I had felt from the way I'd seen it um, in some environments. So I have nothing against it because I think we, you know, we businesses need people, but um I think staying in a corporate environment that is not serving you well, emotionally, spiritually, um, physically, financially, uh, you know, mentally, all the things together, got to get out. You got out. I would love for you to know, like, how did that feel being like, all right, first, some things aren't right right here. Like, how did you make that transition? For anybody listening that may be thinking about that and they're at that stage, how did you make that transition? Especially, as you, look, you're a mother. How did that, you know, what, what, what were you thinking, you know, to make that kind of decision? Well, I mean, that I absolutely was miserable and I felt like when your job makes you cry most days, <laughs> something has to give. And I knew that was preventing me from really being a, a good mom, being a good friend, being just a good person in my life. I was absolutely miserable. And my inner voice tugged so hard that it was just like, I can't do this anymore. And I didn't really actually really have a plan. I just quit my job. I'm not specifically thank you. advising. <laughs> thank you. I'm no, thank you for keeping that so real too. You know? Yeah. I'm not specifically advising that, but I guess th in a way, those are the sort of things that I, that are reactive. Um, I wouldn't change that, but I definitely get a, a high from those kinds of situations from the lows to the, like the exhilaration of being like, I'm just, fuck it. I'm doing it. I'm miserable. And just, I, I quit. Right. And then now the panic sits in and that's when the fire has to really be put out. Right. And so you have to get scrappy and you have to figure stuff out. So that's, that's how I ended up doing it because I know that I absolutely couldn't face another day doing it. I was miserable, mm. but no, I didn't actually have a plan. So I think for anybody who's considering it, when your inner voice is telling you that, that voice is tapping on your shoulder for a reason. And the thing about that inner voice is when you, you know, push it down and don't listen to it, sometimes it stops tapping and really bad things happen both to your health, to in your life, just lots of lots of things. So I, I really urge anyone whose inner voice is bubbling up to to listen. You know, I'm glad that you said that. Uh, there's a lot of really interesting things in there, and excuse me, important things in there. Number one, uh, when the pain of staying is greater than the pain of going, it's time to go. And you did that without a plan because the pain of staying is greater than the pain of going, and that also takes faith. 
And I think that, you know, a lot of people talk about faith and the universe and source and God and all this other stuff. I'm like, yeah, but when the push comes to shove, can you show it? Can you exhibit it? And I think that it's, it takes a lot of courage to be like, you know what, this isn't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And for a lot of people listening who either have gotten mocked for following their gut because they're like, what do you mean? It's just a feeling like, it's just a feeling, dude. That's not meant for you to understand. I have to, I have to, you know, do this to the people who are like, I'm having these feelings, but I'm afraid to embark on them because if I do, I'm going to get mocked at like, you're quitting this beautiful, responsible job because you, you feel a certain way. It's like, yeah, dude. Cause I feel a certain way. I can't explain it to you. You're not my soul. But it's hard to talk that way until you do a lot of radical self-love. In the beginning, you're kind of like, well, I, I was going to leave, but damn, now you made me doubt myself. And that already is a signal. So I think that's cool that you, you did that and without a plan. Um, and uh, the fact that you were like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know that over there is not for me. So I'd rather try to figure it out, put myself in a position to figure it out than to stay somewhere that I don't. And then the fourth most important part that I also got out of that, and I say the most important is your health. Because if you stay, it's going, and you, and you ignore the signals and the feelings and all the things, it's gonna affect your health. And you're right, things start to happen around you, weird things, like, and what do we do? Oh, and, and, and think about the mindset that happens to a lot of people. When they go like, oh, bad luck just happens. And I'm like, it's not just happening to you there's some shit in your world and some decisions you're not necessarily making right that that's happening. And that's hard for people to believe because like, Oh yes, energy. And you're like, no, you don't understand. Like try doing something different and watch those things start disappearing. So reactive Absolutely. state versus proactive state. Right. You know? So, um, you know, so, okay. So, you know, you started, you started building the business. Um, you and I, when we were talking about the other day, you were mentioning some really cool things like you were saying about like, look, um, I learned that when I was in school, I was trying to get the grades, um, because that looks the part, but it's not the same as the doing part that you get in the real world. And you can see the vast contrast when you start building your business. But I would love for you to expand on that. Like, what did you start learning about, um, you know, school <laughs> versus, um, you know, just hands-on learning because school kind of makes it like you will memorize this and then you'll be fine. And that's not really how it works at all. Even close. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, that's so funny. You know, and I think we got on that because I was having a conversation about my niece who learns a lot like I do. And so in school I had a, it was just like an easy payoff. Like I got really good grades and I didn't actually have to work that hard, but it was not because of just some massively in high intellect that I have. It was because I learned how to play the game really well. And mm -hmm. so we all like the path of least resistance. And so I kind of learned that I am a very visual learner and I could almost like take pictures of these questions that I needed to answer for tests. And so I literally could go through and just get a hundred percent on tests because I could like take a picture of it in my head and go through. So why would I ever work hard and like learn the stuff and integrate it when I could just do that? And of course, when you're that age, it was like, well, this is amazing because I can do all this other like stuff and like goof off and whatever and do nothing with myself. Right. But, so that's what I did in, in high school. And of course, when you get to college, you can't quite get away with that. And so I struggled in, in college because I had to show up, right? You had to show up and like learn the stuff. They, they, put on you that you have to think a little bit more critically. And I think even more so now than back when I was in college, but I, at that place, I hadn't really learned how to think critically, at least in an academic sense. I had learned how to think critically about my emotions and people and all of those things and listen to my inner voice. I'd been like training that for a really long time, but I had not learned how to really integrate and and bring things into my life that way. Mm -hmm. So I kind of skated, skated by, and I, I spent a good chunk of my adult life doing that sort of thing. Yeah. And from the outside, you look like you're actually kind of, you know, like you're achieving stuff, like not a high achiever and you're, you're like getting by with like B pluses and putting no effort into it. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, um, 
there's a lot that well at least you know you were equipped with understanding a lot more about your you know critical thinking and emotions and um you know and in your um spirituality or your your um just the emotional body um because at least that can help you work through other times where at least for me where it's like wow I don't know shit, <laughs> you know, like, like, and not when I, and what I mean by that is sort of like, I was able to look at certain things, especially like in business and be like, I definitely have a business mindset, but I have to understand its details, its core principles, its processes, its operations, its inner, innermost, you know, part of components um, that I don't know. And that I couldn't learn in school. I had to like really solve for X, like, like these are the people I serve here's how we're going to deliver it. And here's all the mechanisms to do so, um, in those processes. And then how do I, how do I be responsible with this thing? How to be responsible with the people I serve? How to be responsible with the way that things get set up? How do we get responsible with the people who work for me? Like all these different things. Um, thank God the critical thinking for emotional intelligence came in because then it's also how we don't just like lead from a, we lead from a more, uh, understanding all inclusive place for how we design the, you know, the people around us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. In when, you know, we were talking, you were talking about, um, that like this reactive state. And I really want to kind of hammer this because you were saying that you were putting out a lot of other people's fires. Um, what happened when like, what was going on in your world where because you kind of just said it's like well to the outside world like I'm doing like it looks it'll look like you're doing well but it's like there's a lot of running around and running around and running around like you know you know patterns and things like that like you know when do you think that when you what was that like when you were putting out a lot of fires how are you also managing yourself and then like where was the switch where you were like you know what I need to um, I need to focus a little bit more on me uh, definitely it's a lot of chaos. I mean, if I give you a visual, it would be like a duck, right? Do. <laughs> so you look at the duck and he's just sliding across the water. It looks like totally chill and happy. Right. But then if you look underneath that water, the legs are just like, like crazy. So <laughs> that's like a visual of what was going on in my life consistently. Um, yeah. And what it like, what was the pivotal piece to make me turn yeah, like, do you think that there was like, sorry to cut you off, but do you, I mean, do you think that there was something, you know, like, was there something like, you're like, you know what, <sighs> something here has to change, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, well, it's all cyclical. Right. And so when people are telling you like, oh, you're, you're, you kind of look tired. You're like, <laughs> like this game that I'm playing of, of this like inner chaos always happening was starting to show up now in my, in my physical like outward appearance. I knew I was tired all the time um, because of the drama, because of potentially not even like speaking at my actual truth, which was part of part of it, right? Because I would bite my tongue and sacrifice my myself, my time, my needs for all these other things going on in the world. Again, my excuse, right, for not reaching my full potential that I knew was available to me if I, only I dug in and did the work. So, I mean, a real the real last piece that was the straw that broke the camel's back was I was in such a state of burnout that I felt like I couldn't really formulate my own thoughts anymore from like a physical aspect, like literally my hair was starting to fall out and like mm. this thin. Um, my ponytail went from like this big ponytail to pretty much nothing. I was hanging on to weight, which was really disturbing. So there's like all these things just going on and, and I, I was like, this is it. Like I gotta get off this hamster wheel of chaos and I've gotta stop using these excuses from not, from holding me back, from really stepping into like who I was meant to be. And again, like I said, my daughter is my North star. I mean, I'm setting an example for her, even though she's an, she's now an adult. Um, I think it's important that she see me prioritize myself and know that like the potential that I, I can reach so that she knows that it's within her as well. Mm. Interesting when you, you know, when you start noticing like what's going on with my hair, 
what's going on with this? What's <laughs> going on with that? What's going on with my, my, my body? Um, a lot of, and it's cool that you listen to it, right? Cause, uh, which also obviously, I mean, especially it's a big part of your, your business, but, um, a lot of people think that they might just be sick because it's bad luck. And I'm like, there's a lot of layers there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, health they say, uh, is like the critical turning point for most people. Um, finance, you know, money is one thing, it's one layer, it's, but it's never as bad as health. If it's your, your health is everything. Cause when that starts to kick in, there's something there that critically needs to change. Was it, um, when you started making those changes, how did people around you take all of that and who stayed and who went and how did that look? Cause you know, radical change usually has sometimes a mass exit <laughs> of, oh my gosh yeah right yeah well when you start implementing those boundaries that are protecting your needs you are perceived as selfish or bitchy or all all the things um it's, you're different now you're not the same uh, that definitely was a lot of of what i was hearing so i i was up against that but I, I have such a strong, like, I can't ignore my inner voice. <laughs> I think I've ignored it like twice and it like bit me so hard that after ignoring it, I will never, ever, ever ignore it again. So that part wasn't, it actually wasn't really, really that hard. And to be kind of honest, I'm a little vain. So I wanted my hair to grow back and I knew I had to address it. Thank you for being honest about that, by the way. Like, that's cool. It's like, hey. <laughs> Fuck, I want to look better again. I feel like shit. <laughs> and I want my hair back. I mean, but, but uh, you know, I once, by the way, I once heard um, from a spiritual mentor and it was kind of cool. And he was saying, he's like, it's okay to start there. It's okay to start there because at least it's, it, he's like, yeah, is it, is it a, um, an earthly like way of, you know, you know, rewarding yourself and like thinking and, and all this stuff. Yeah. He's like, but inevitably you're going to make it to a place where you're like, Oh no, it's just the natural right thing to do. He's like, so it's, it's okay to leave, Even if you're, and that made me have a little bit more grace. Cause like, you know, like he's, he was basically, he was also talking about like charity. He was saying like when people do it automatically knowing like, Oh, I, you know, I get a write off and I feel good from it and all this other stuff. He's like, it's very, it, you know, it does come from a selfish place. He's like, a, it's still being done. And B you'll come to find that, in the beginning, whatever sparks a good activity, ultimately over time, you'll move out of the vanity and into the like into the 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 respect of it of why it's so important in the first place. And you're like, oh wow, like because like anything, it's like a craft. You start to actually really respect the whole thing that comes with it, and you realize it's wow, it's way bigger than the re original reason I started, which is clearly what happened to you because now you're now helping people all over the world <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny. yeah i mean it, it helps you integrate it right so if that's if that's the the reason that you begin um and i of course i joke it's not the only reason but yeah i mean it's definitely and our body is it's our our temple so it's the physical manifestation of like what we show out to the world so yeah i, I want i, I want to look good but uh, that's so funny so the other thing too it's so funny when you're talking about that is when these relationships the weeding out part is a beautiful thing because then it makes space for the people to be in your life that really do um, belong there that do connect that are part of a like-minded way of thinking that are going to lift you up, that are going to raise you up, that aren't going to run when you start to evolve into your higher self. Mm. So true. So true. And then, um, so now like, have, have there been clients that like, as that, are you noticing some similarities between you and, and, you know, your clients where, you know, you know, their journey because, you were their journey and you're obviously we're always on our journey, but like, do you ever, do you ever find the recognition in them? I'm like, I know you, you know, does that ever, ha does yeah. that, do, you know what I mean? Does that happen often where you're like, I know you, I know your story. Well, of course. So I think in life and business and all of these things, um, we often, uh, well, for in business often, especially when you're like in the coaching one-to-one -one kind of realm, we end up teaching, what we need to learn and or master so oftentimes that means that we are teaching a 
younger version of ourself, a someone who's like just a few steps behind us because we need to master it. That's a, I hadn't really ever heard, heard it put that way, but it's so, and so simply profound. It's like, we're teaching a younger version of ourselves, right? That's great. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about it, you're like, yeah, I know you. Like, what do you mean you know me? Like, uh, I was there and this and that, which I think a lot of people forget. Like, that's like the best part about a, when you're building your brand is the, the connection you have with the people you serve because um, when you've done the work yourself, they have a feeling from working with you because you've done the work. And so there's like, you're already breaking down the barriers um, that allow them now to start actually implementing the actions that you're, you're guiding them on. Yeah, right, we all seek to be understood. So it, it's that much better when you're working with somebody that you feel understood by it's much easier to put your trust in them do you do you um what what do you get um on the on the health and wellness side and then on the business side i'd love for you to answer both do you get people kind of that are sometimes still stuck in a little bit of a reactive state and that like do you help them kind of so that's the first question and the second question is do you help them see that if if they do um and how do you how do you you know how do you how do you interact with them to kind of get them out of that, that place? Like, do you notice it? Do they come to you in kind of a reactive state at all? Or are they, are they ready to get out of the reactive state and you kind of have to guide them? Uh, Well, I, I, I think everyone is in some level of a reactive state. It's a practice of getting, getting out of it, at least when we're dealing with some sort of problem. And I think when it pertains to, to health and wellness, for the most part, when you're seeking help, people have some level of awareness of it, but not probably the deepest level that they need. So they might not actually want to acknowledge the real truth of it. Ooh, yeah. uh, I think at least, yeah. So I think your job as a coach in that realm, at least this is my perspective. I don't know that everybody coaches like this because I'm not the do X, Y, and Z, because I think there's lots of ways to do things. Our job is to lead you to the answers, right? To help you discover them. So through trial and error, of course, I give guidance and all those sorts of things along with it. But I guess that's really to answer your question is that it's guiding them to the deeper awareness of that reactive state and for them to find their way out of it. That's got to be interesting when they like when you see them uh, realize some things, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh shit, you know, like here's the real truth, the reality. But I mean, creating the safe space for them, right? So that way they're like, oh, I, you know, I hadn't looked at it this way and that does, I do feel that way. And so this is what's really going on, you know? I think that you probably created that really safe space for them though, you know, right? I try to, I mean, I always, it's funny because people sometimes will start out and they're like, why aren't you like yelling at me and giving me all the answers? I told you that's not my style. You wouldn't integrate it either if you did. That's a very well fine line, right? Um, you're relying me on my for my expertise of the activities you should be doing, so I can tell you what to do. But you're also relying on me to keep you accountable for you doing them, so it connects, right? Because like they come to us as like, well, you know what to do. Yes, I do know what to do, but you need to implement it and you need to know why you're implementing it. <laughs> you know? And I think that that sometimes a, is, a, is, a, is a funny balance that we have to kind of get into anybody that we help in their, their business or their body or their mindset or anything, right? So, um, and then, um, and you've got a, like a lot of different things going on, right? I mean, you, you've got programs that you help with people, then you've got, sometimes with corporate, then you've got people who are wanting to know how you're building their business. How's that been managing all that? Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but you know, it wasn't like all of those things happened at once. So I don't it would be impossible if you try to do all of those things at once. So they kind of just came on in, in different pieces. I mean, the, the business pieces is, is definitely the newer one taking up a lot more of my time. But you know all about automations and systems and all of that. So once you put the work in to build something uh, you can't, com- I guess you, I don't st- completely step out of it, but it's not the same, right? It's like you get really good at doing the one thing, you've honed it, you've you've molded it, and then it's you kind of let that machine run itself in a lot of ways, right. and then you do you on to the next. No, it's it's a lot, but I feel like for me, it's 
rewarding because I get bored doing all the same stuff all of the time. Mm. That happens. That's a, that's an entrepreneurial mindset. <laughs> you know, you're like, all right, what's next? And you're like, well, wait a minute. Where's this one? Like, have we, <laughs> have we streamlined it? What's going on? How do you keep, you know, how do you, that's a good question. There's like, how do you, um, how do you build for where you want to go? Knowing that you want to do several things, but still stay focused right now at a, in a given time period on something and know that you'll get to something else later. Hmm. Right. I mean, I know I'm throwing that out at you. Like, did we talk about this earlier? <laughs> you know, but it's, <laughs> but uh, you know, cause, cause yeah. Cause like, you know, we get bored. Like just, you know, like just a straight up conversation. Like we, we get bored. Um, but we also have to do a little bit of the mundane sometimes to set things up, to be very disciplined. Discipline, I guess is really where I'm going with it. It's like, how do we manage discipline is, you know, how have you, how have you met, how have you been growing in your discipline? Because I know it's not an easy thing and I know it, there's many layers to it. And if you could give advice on like how to grow discipline in any area that you want to talk about, well, what advice would you give about discipline? Yeah, I think that what's funny when you were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, discipline. And then you said it. So that's essentially it. So go. I think through discipline and habits, that kind of a lot of that's it's very similar. There's a lot of freedom that comes with that, which I know that the word discipline and habits evokes a sort of rigid, structured sort of thing. But within sort of the rigid, rigid structure is where the the flow and freedom can can come in. Mm. So in knowing that I have a lot of an easier time adopting and stepping into the, like the habits, the routines and the discipline. I also try to keep at the forefront of my mind is when it is uncomfortable and I don't want to be doing something because I just don't feel like it. That whole like how you do anything is how you do everything, how you practice is how you play is something that always is kind of in the back of my mind. So if I'm not willing to show up for myself in whatever way it is in that moment, when it really matters, am I going to be willing to show up for myself? Right. Um, you said, I like that where discipline comes in. So does freedom <laughs> because it almost sounds counterintuitive. Like to a lot of people like discipline is freedom. You're like, well, that's how you get freedom, you know, is doing the things that, um, bring more um, control to your world, I guess, that you're trying to create. Um, and you're right. Um, showing up <laughs> when, when we don't want to, man, it sucks. It sucks some days. Like it's not, I, I try to paint that picture online to people all the time. I'm like, it's not fun, but you really kind of have to because those are the days you need yourself the most, right? Yeah. And you know what? I think at the end of the day, when you show up for yourself, when you didn't want to, I can't imagine a conversation anyone has ever had with themselves at the end. I would like really wish that I hadn't, but if you were stepped into that, like, I don't know, laziness, if, I can't think of a better word right now and decided not to, it will haunt you all day long. And for, right potentially spiral into the next day and into the next. I also know that. Mm. So true. Anytime you've had an implement, here's a good question for, and I, I'll answer after you. I want to get your take first. Um, implementing a new habit. Um, that is because to your point, if we sit on something long enough, it spirals and then it builds a narrative and then leads into a day, another day, another day, another day. And it goes the opposite direction of what we need. How do you how do you implement a habit so um, it sticks for you? You know, like what what is kind of like a I know it's such a broad question and there's so many different ways. But I, I want because I feel like people get stuck on creating new habits because they look at it and like, oh, this shit, I can't like and they don't have grace for themselves either. So I think that like it, they take themselves out of the game almost instantly with a new habit. How have you been successful with like, you know, and you could pick any habit. It doesn't even have to be just in your business or your, your body, but like in anything, like what do you think makes a, a, a habit sticky or how you've been able to kind of like take on new, new good choices? I think there's a, a lot of strategies that work. I guess it depends on the thing that you're right. trying to implement. So one of the recommendations I always make, and it definitely works for me, if, 
it's something that you really don't want to do. It's a big daunting task. Don't put it at the that you're trying to adopt as a habit. Don't put it for the end of the day because you will always find a way to wiggle out of it. You got to do it first. You got to do it first, um, and that becomes much easier to build upon. And if you can't do that, is to choose the path of least resistance. Sandwich go. it into two things that give you some sort of positive feedback um, or someplace where you can't ignore it. Like for instance, sandwiching it, like if you're trying to take vitamins or something and you can't remember to do it because you just can't remember, like put it with your toothbrush and when you wash your face, either in the morning or at night, those are like two habits that you're never going to not do. So do it there and it's much easier to make it a thing and then you it just becomes your life, right? which isn't really, that's not like a hard habit. And if it's like working out or if you're trying to actually build a business and you have a, like other things and you can't find the time, get up an hour earlier to do it and do it before the chaos of your life starts. Working out, you know, you, like I said, do it first or enlist somebody to be a support partner with you. So if you can bring someone in along the journey with you and help have some accountability that like maybe if you're not at a place where you can fully show up for yourself, if you make, if you tell your friend you're coming, you're not going to leave them like waiting on you. Right. Absolutely. Everything you just said was perfect to be perfectly honest with you. I, I, I relate to all of it. And, and if I had to sum it all up right into what you said right at the beginning, path of least, least resistance. So in other words, like fail safes and triggers, like put the vitamins next to your, um, uh, you know, next to your toothbrush, like, cause when you're going to go in the morning, you're like, Oh, it's right there. Like, I'm not going to forget. And I'm doing it right next to a habit that I do every day. So it's like least resistance. Your point about like, if you're working out with a friend, um, you know, I, so I'm five months in, there's, uh, four of us actually, I think it's expanding not into five here soon. Like, and so, you know, you're showing up on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, sometimes an extra day and the schedule is always the same and we work our asses off. But like, I know that for me, there were there were several reasons I'm not going to the gym. Um, I, I used to love the gym in, in my 20s, but I, I had to look at like, why and when was I successful with my body? I was usually working out with an athlete friend of mine in the gym with somebody. If I go by myself and health and wellness and body is not my background, and I already don't have time from all the other things that I do, I'm probably going to fail at it because I don't know what I need to do. So, um, Interestingly enough, put yourself in a situation where somebody else knows what to do and what to feed you, like what to tell you to eat or all the things. And then you just have to show up. And it's also fun because like I, you know, I know me, like I, I'm around people while we're, we're, and we work out hard. It's not like, you know, it's not like a social event. <laughs> we're working hard. And it's crazy. Five months later, I like looking at my body and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's wild to have that relationship. And I'll tell you, it also takes a lot of pressure off when you do the path of least resistance because then you're not doing things for um, scolding yourself when you like have an off day or you, you know, or you like it's a process, right? And I feel like you show yourself a lot more grace and you make it more of a lifestyle change versus I'm doing this because I will have this body or I will, you know, have this amount of money or anything like that. Like, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's a higher rate of, a fa of failure that because aren't you almost creating more resistance by like putting that kind of pressure on yourself? I don't know. What do you think about that? Absolutely. Right? I think your priorities might change too because all of a sudden you, you want that, that body and you realize the things that you wanted require more of you than you're willing to do. So it's easier to change your priorities that way. Yeah, very true. Yeah, that's the other thing too is like it brings you more clarity. And more clarity brings you more understanding and more understanding brings you more direction, intention. Um, you know, hey, I, you know, uh, I sacrifice for this. Now I want to sacrifice for that because I understand what it takes to do something. Work ethic. Forget it, man. Work at anything long enough and your whole attitude will definitely change in the way you deal with other people. <laughs> you are like, look, if you're not working, I don't want to have this conversation. I don't think I can. You're like, I don't know what to tell you. There isn't a magic pill. It's called I got up and I did the work. Period. The end. That's the, there's your solution. But, you know, so, mm -hmm. right. You know, and uh, so like, what do you got going on right now? Um, anything cool coming up? 
Um, I, I mean, I know some of the things that you're working on, of course, but that's not my place. That's not my story to tell. That's yours. What do you, you know, what do you, what are you most excited about right now? Or what do you got coming up? And, you know, um, or, you know, what, you know, what areas are you finding the most fun and where you're helping people right now? All the things. I'm definitely having a ton of fun working with entrepreneurs these days. Um, in that sort of like, zero to like three, four stage service providers who are on that hamster wheel because I was there. And so it's really exciting to me to show them and help them that there's a better way. And like I said, I am no millionaire over here, but I have figured a few things out through a tremendous amount of error and spending a lot of money. So I, I'm have a couple programs coming out. I'm, I'm doing a couple workshops lately called Fresh Formula, which is literally just figuring out or teaching the exact formula that I'm using to consistently connect with new new clients all of the time. And it doesn't require a big ad budget. It doesn't require a big following. It's a rinse and repeat system. So we have some discipline and structure to allow the freedom to come in. <laughs> right. And then I have another longer program called Simplify to Amplify, where I'm helping service providers extract what their zone of genius is and turn it into a program so you can stop trading dollar for hour. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, once you move into value base with your services and um, you know exactly who you're working with and, you know, how and helping people get results in very specific areas, it makes things like just way way it's just a whole different approach and then of course you know systems <laughs> but you know yeah, of course but uh you know that's amazing by the way I, I i love seeing that progression and um uh you had a couple of things in there that you said but then i i, I didn't jot them down normally i'm really good with my note taking where I, like i sit here and i and i mention them but you know um i think it's 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 cool for you oh one of the things you said i did actually write this one down I like when you say like, I'm no million over here, but like you're building and you're like, and I'm, and there's a lot of like flow and there's clients and there's like, there's a lot, but see, first of all, there's so much happening already in your world. And I, so, and I appreciate saying that a lot of people who have been on like same, it's just like, Hey, this is where I'm at. And this is where I'm seeing results for where I'm at. Um, and not so much the metric, but so much of like the impact. Um, so I, I appreciate you being just very, very real about that, you know, because, you know, we've even had stage one startups on here <laughs> like, where they were like, so we're about half a million in debt, um, but we're making traction. You know, <laughs> we got about 10,000 users and any day now lights are probably going to go off, but we're going to be okay. <laughs> you know, so it's, yes, yes. Well, it's funny that you, yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of people who like to, to falsify where where they are <laughs> million dollar whatever in three months <laughs> do it do it say it go in go all in on it i mean i know we've got it i know we've talked a little bit about that too i mean go i mean yeah you know it's dangerous right yeah integrity and leadership right that we could go into a whole nother podcast on that i'm sure <laughs> well you know we got we still got a few minutes i mean we're about 50 minutes deep which i know time goes by really fast but like i mean integrity and leadership like high level overview what are your thoughts? I mean, that, you know, um, yeah, we'll start there. What are your thoughts and like what you think sometimes is like missing online and, and what really needs to be, you know, kind of hammered home more? Well, I think it's missing fully in the world, in every area, every arena. Thank you. Um, Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. So it has, it's not uh, niche specific. It's, it's a chronic problem. And I think we're seeing a shift in the world that people are, maybe starting to become aware of that uh, in in business and coaching and all of it it's definitely a problem and it, it kind of grinds my gears <laughs> right you know don't worry um the people that uh, we would ever worry about you you might ever not you would but like anybody would ever worry about hearing a prior on listening to this show <laughs> so you and not that you're pointing out names not that you're pointing out names but, but listen I, I i agree with you well first of all first of all on a global scale Oof, you know, <laughs> I had to even take a deep breath on that one. I definitely think what's happening is emotional triggers are flying everywhere right now. And the solution is people need to stop lashing out and blaming others and pointing fingers and definitely need to start looking in and leading from that place. 
which is much more real, much more honest, and much more accountable. So I think there's a lot of accountability that is not there and too much victimhood going on. Um, and I do agree with you in the business and the coaching space. Um, the goal is not to look apart consistently. The goal is to show here's what I do. Here's how I can help you. It's not about me. My business is about you and what I can do for you and how I do it for you is most important. And I just think that sometimes that's just missing because you have a lot of people who are trying to say, let me validate the way I look to you so you can trust me to do for you. And that is fucked up and backwards in my opinion. <laughs> you know? So that's my take on it. I would, I'm with you a hundred percent. You know, so <laughs> yeah. Well, where, like where, um, where can everybody find you online? So like, um, and then, yeah, we'll go there. We'll start there first. Like, where can everybody find you and, and connect with you online? You know, I feel like Instagram is just the easiest, easiest place. So, you know, you can just hop over and find me over on, on the gram. Okay. And Corey, uh, it would be at Cultivate by Corey on Instagram? Oh, no. So my handle? Yes, is, your handle. I, I, I changed it. You know, I was like, advice that I got from a business coach that when we have these cute, cutesy handles, people can't find you. So it's actually just Corey Phelps with an underscore at the end. Beautiful. Thank you for letting everybody know. And then um, I know you're going to be redoing your site and all that other stuff. So for now, Corey underscore Phelps, P-H-E-L-P-S. Corey is C-O-R-E-Y underscore P-H-E-L-P-S. That's where they can find you, reach out to you to the DM, talk to you, whether it's, um, you work with a lot of like uh, health and wellness coaches, correct? I do. Yeah. Pretty much anybody who's a service based provider. So it could be a teacher, a coach. That's, that's, that's my jam. Got you. Got you. And then anybody also listening, if you guys are uh, curious as well, she's got um, some phenomenal programs in um, body work. Uh, she's uh, done quite a bit for many years. Um, so there's that also going on, even though I know that there's a, there's a heavy shift going on because of how many people are also asking you about your business. So, you know, I, I know I'll let you balance out the requests if people reach out to you on that. Um, but uh, thank you so much for being on the show. You know, I know we only scratch the surface on some some topics, but an hour goes so fast. <laughs> of course it would with I us. Know. But, you know, what um any any parting thoughts that you have or just in general, like anything you want to share or like, you know, I mean it's a weird time for a lot of people, I think, right now. And any parting wisdom or motivational thoughts or anything at all you'd like to share? Hmm. I think really actually just listening to your inner voice, it's, it's there and, and tuning, tuning into it. So let that be the thing that guides you mm. these days. Right. That's probably, um, probably some of the best advice I think anybody can get at this point right now. It's like, listen, just listen to yourself. There's more going on. I mean, you and I, we, we had that conversation the other day, right? Um, yeah. right. Like, uh, observe more listen more yes the thing that you maybe your inner voice is telling you so it may not be right is there something else different is there something else i need to be looking at what am i missing these are these this is your voice talking to you and telling you like hey yeah you need to you know let's let's stop focusing outside world and what what and who needs to get you and give you and do for you what like or what's not fair and start asking questions internally like what's missing what do i need and what's really going on I think that's the most yeah. critical thing people can do right now, right? Ask deeper questions. Right? Always. Always. It's scary that people don't they say, oh, I do. I'm like, what do you want? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's start there. You know, mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, it's a journey. It's a practice. All of it. It is. It really is. And, um, you know, and thank you, you know, for sharing and uh, sharing your story. I know um, your daughter's probably very proud of you. Um, oh. Yeah. I'm sure she's, uh, uh, extremely proud of you and she she just went off to college correct yeah she right. did she's uh she's in art school so so there you go so allowing and allowing your daughter to find her own path by any means necessary so appreciate that as well too 
Um, you're amazing. Thank you. As I, I tell everybody, you're, you're allowed to come back on the show anytime. It's a journey driven podcast. So if there's like, you know, a rabbit hole you want to go down and say, Hey, you know what? I'm seeing this going on and I really want to talk about it. You know, I know, um, you're always so calm and, <laughs> and collected and just, you know, very chill. But if there's a, a rant, a rant that you want to go on, please, by all means, you know, we'll, we'll do another episode and we'll, you know, we'll have at it. So. Oh, I'm sure we'll find one. But we could have a calm rant. That's what I, that, yeah. adults do. That's so true. <laughs> You're one of the calmest people I actually know. Like even even anybody listening to this podcast, we're like, wow, like she's just calm. <laughs> she, and by the way, everybody listening, she really is. Like I, I've noticed. I don't know if you just live in a permanent state of Zen or you just like because I've noticed that even in interacting with you a lot. You're like, what? Like even when we talk business or something, you're like, well, what do you recommend? I'm like, well, this is what I, I see. And this is probably what's, you know, necessary. And, you know, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and I mean, it's but it's so refreshing <laughs> because you're just like, I feel like the, as you make good choices for the people you're around, you have a natural um, flow to you that's just very like, okay, well, if I'm around good people, when they, I listen to them and then um, for what I do, people listen to me. And I think it's a give and take relationship in your life. Like you practice what you preach basically. Right. Jeez, you just gave me the best compliment ever. Thank well, you. yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, you see right there, see the humility. You're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's just, like, think about it. You, you, you put so much good trust in, in some people, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who put trust in you. And I think there's like this calming, like revolving <laughs> door that's constantly happening. And it, it's thus proving everything is energy. How, what we're putting out is exactly what we get back. Always. Always. It's so true. And that's usually one of the things you got to like turn to when you start feeling like stuff is like, you know, you're hitting that wall. You're like, what am I, what am I putting out there? Right. 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 <laughs> it's, and, but right there, what did you do? You asked yourself the question, why am I seeing these things? What am I putting out there? And by the way, it's, that's a hard question because when we didn't cause the harm to ourselves, like we saw a whole bunch of different things happen that kind of affected our world, but we're like, but I didn't cause that and I didn't make that decision and I didn't hit my car and I didn't, you know, um, give like, you know, take, like initiate that wrong bill or invoice or whatever it might be. Like it's something we, it, we take it personally, but that's not what's going on. It's sort of like, wait, 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 wait. Like, what am I giving out to the world that, that's happening and that is probably the only like thing more, you can control right right but you know what it is i think it's because like the 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 content online a lot of times i think our nothing to take away from our, our predecessors the the people who came before us but they used to be like watch your thoughts they control your world and then they would just stop and you're like do you want to explain that a little bit more <laughs> i used to listen to this from like the 80s and 90s and you're like yeah yes do you want to like contextually, you know, go a little bit deeper on that? And, but like you, you know, I think like what we're saying here is like, yeah. Um, because when we think these things or when we're saying things or something's, you know, we're, we're seeing a series of activities happen and it's in those moments to be like, okay, okay, what is going on? What am I doing? What am I putting out into the world that would allow for a series of these random quote unquote, non-coincidental <laughs> actions happening and what can I change? I think that'll make all the difference in our world completely, right? Oh my gosh, absolutely, right? Right, so thank you so much, Corey, for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. I am so grateful for for being here, for you inviting me, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, you know, seeing your growth, man, I, <laughs> it's just so... Uh, you know, and, and I, and I, I like saying it, even, um, people that are in our, not that we're old, I don't mean it like this, but like, you know, when I say our age category is like, you know, you know, sometimes I think the media shows like, uh, you know, TikTok entrepreneur, 20 year old, so-and-so who just sold a million dollar company or, you know, a $50 million company. <laughs> but like, um, I look at, you know, being in the late thirties and me early forties, you know, and, and, uh, now, you know, other, you know, in around our age bracket, um, and doing all of this incredible work, I still feel like such a young baby in the game because there's just so much more learning to, to do. And, uh, um, you know, yet we've put in years of really cool work. So I think it's cool to talk about that now before, like, you know, 
you and I have some conversations five, 10 years from now. <laughs> and people be like, yeah, but did you used to say that? Like, we did. We actually have it recorded. <laughs> I've got the episode, you know. So I appreciate you, you know, sharing the journey with me and with the rest of the audience. Oh, likewise. Awesome. Right back at you. Thank you. For everybody <laughs> listening, um, go check out Corey. Corey underscore Phelps on Insta. Um, she has really cool content. She talks about health and wellness. She talks about mindset. She talks about body and um, and business and social. And she's constantly now putting out content that's just like, hey, here I am. <laughs> Take me, love me or leave me. But here I am. And I want to talk about these things. And uh, if you want to talk about them, let's talk about them. So I've been actually really appreciating that as well, too. Um, and, uh, that's probably the best way to connect with her. You guys can also, um, just DM her, you know, um, she's busy, but, um, she's also very approachable. As you guys know, I always say those things. And, uh, for me, I'm grateful. Uh, you guys continue to tune in, uh, the numbers, you know, um, uh, I'm just really grateful. The, the ratings review continue to keep coming in. Please do so. Um, Apple takes that very seriously. So that's how more people find out about what we're doing here. And uh, you guys always know you can reach out, ask any questions. I'm always here to, you know, learn from you guys about what you like about the content, what you don't like about the content. You know, you could reach out and say, hey, could you and Corey actually expand on this? We'll do it. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like I said, with any of our with any clients, what I'm saying, with any of our uh, uh, our podcast guests, like you just ask us and we'll talk about it more in depth, um, you know, because the show is a very community driven uh, podcast. So. Thank you guys for tuning in, Corey. Sit back for one second. I'll, I'll connect with you here offline. But for everybody else, for Corey Phelps, for myself, Matt Gossman, and for the Hustle Sold Separately, we are out.